Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast in the place of celebrating and leaning into juicy, soulful, whole, conscious living, aware and appreciative of the magical wonderland and opportunity that every moment that you're still here in your body experiencing this world, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I'm going to start off with just celebrating in terms of more conscious business. So I mentioned the other day listening to this podcast series by Unreasonable Group, and I was it's featuring entrepreneurs that they and Barclays are supporting um, in terms of you know business guidance, strategy, financials, um, raising funds, where they're bringing business solutions to social and economic issues, and just so loved it. So also like I thing of staying open and just being mindful not to be rigid in this is the way so because I have a huge resonance for like food grown in the soil just in terms of like we have a microbiome in our gut there's also this magical microbiome in the soil and when the soil is healthy and that microbiome is thriving you know it just creates the most phenomenal environment for plants and then obviously whatever produce they produce that we eat and it's just a whole wonderful magical cycle so sometimes for me hydroponics i kind of think like however much we think we know as greg braden said we're only just beginning to understand that we're just beginning to understand so there's something about the lack of oh my goodness that's an alarm um, there's something about the water and just, I know you can put all the nutrient in, but there's something about the world of the microbiome in the soil that I just feel like you're missing in the water element, but also just to remain open. So I'm listening and one of the people interviewed, she's in the UK and they've got this vertical farming, which is hydroponic in London, in the middle of the city. So because it's vertical, it uses a lot less land space. And she was saying that there's certain things, like in London, they cannot grow lettuce. Only like certain times, very limited windows in the year. And even then, it's not enough to actually supply the country, like for local supply. So they're bringing in lettuce. And the other thing she was saying was, I mean, this is growing it now in the city. It's creating the most ideal environment. She was saying, like, if you're a lettuce leaf, it's like feeling like you're in the most idyllic, perfectly temperatured island vacation, but all year round. And how most people like eat lettuce because it's good for you, but a lot of times it doesn't really have even flavor. And they go to these business meetings and these sessions and they bring their lettuce and it actually, I could talk about how flavorful it is. And people are just sitting in the meeting, eating the lettuce out of bag, like if it was a packet of crisps. So yeah, it was just that thing of being mindful to be open, you know, that sometimes maybe there are different ways of doing something and not to get so stuck on, oh my God, these leaves are being blown by the wind and they look like little birds hopping on the grass. That was so cool. They look like actually acrobatic leaves. Wow, that was amazing. Um, so that is my celebration there. And on the other side of it, I think I may have shared this before. I really feel like the more I listen to these stories and hear people's journeys, I know with Anthony Robbins talking about like his, oh, not Anthony Robbins, Anthony Hopkins, his acting career, and so many things were just beyond him. He just showed up <laughs> and life happened around him and he did the best with what was in front of him. And... Yeah, it's just so interesting listening to more and more of these people, the humility that comes through with the great artists and everything, where 
you know, they all kind of feel like the next thing they do is that going to be the last thing they do in their career. That it's not really up to them. You know, they're showing up and how they get surprised as well when things that they do do well and they never would have imagined. You just show up to do your best work. And the fulfillment should be in the showing up to do your best work. That literally whatever happens afterwards, it's irrelevant. It's not... So if it happens to get like more of a current global reach, okay, but it's not that that shouldn't really, the mark and meter of fulfillment and joy and satisfaction should so have come before and be full and done and dusted that anything that happens afterwards is just like, meh. <laughs> you know, because it's like there are people and artists who in their lifetime get no recognition and afterwards did. Like when, they, when they're not here anymore and people are like, oh my God, they were geniuses ahead of their time. And yeah, just people who will never ever be known anyway, who lived lives where people around them felt excited and to see them and felt warm and cozy inside from interactions they had with them. Oh, so it's more about in the moment, just showing up fully and getting that satisfaction because it really isn't. And this obsession again with like outside, nothing, nothing on the outside is going to create a long lasting, substantial feeling of joy, fulfillment, happiness. It's really on the inside. It's a decision on the inside. Because anything on the outside, it's, it loses. It loses its glow. It loses its... It's like, I swear, for me, it's attachment to like outside stuff, like goals or destinations or things and this thing you're going to feel when you get there. It's like this high of like a drug because you get this hit and then it's like it wears off and then there has to be this next hit. Whereas if you're working on cultivating a set of joy, happiness, fulfillment always because of how you're showing up to do things and you're getting the fulfillment from the doing it's like kids when they play they're not goal orientated they're playing for the fact of having fun in the moment it's not for a particular destination or recognition or anything oh yeah so i'm listening to jennifer lawrence interview because whenever causeway that's one of her recent movies that's gotten a bit more like attention in terms of being a good film, so I do like to listen a little bit behind the scenes, and I'm listening to this interview with her. It sounds like a really amazing, remarkable film, because it's a, st a story of post-traumatic stress told only in the present, which is pretty phenomenal, so there's no flashback at all. So, interesting piece of work. I'm not sure when it's out, but it's called Causeway. And as she's talking about her journey, she loved movies as a kid. They were like an escapism. She used to love playing make-believe and acting stuff out, which she thought like everybody does. And then a, a modeling sort of talent scout spots her and says to her parents, like her mom, you've got to come into the studio. And they go in and she gets given like a commercial to cold read. So she does this cold reading of the commercial and they like say to her mom, oh my God, that is amazing. That is one of the most best cold reads we've ever heard. And then like Jennifer's mom with her is, oh, they just want our money. They, that's why they're saying all of this stuff and there was no ask for money so in working with this agency so then jennifer gets um she's in new york and going for like auditions and stuff and then the dad is like oh my god no this is ridiculous she needs to finish school she needs to come back and he is flying to new york to like get some sense into her and bring her back to finish her studies and literally, like as she's in New York, dad arriving to come back, the phone rings and it's a call for a, oh, what do you call, for a audition for like a sitcom or a soap opera or something that was her first thing that was a little bit more long standing. And so then she lands up staying in New York. She gets, that's her first job and first paycheck. 
And that was it. It was kind of thinking, okay, so this is pretty cool. Like I get a fixed um, paycheck. I get to do this acting. And it was never like this grand. I mean, she landed up, I think, down the line winning an Oscar for her performance in silver playbook lining or playbook silver lining, that one. And it was never that she started with this mad obsessive ambition to become this Oscar-nominated winning performer. Then from there, she got cast in Winter Bones, which got like phenomenal... I mean, the whole team was just blown away by the amount of international recognition it got. And then all of a sudden, she was getting like other offers, and she got offers for like a superhero movie, and then she was Hunger Games and all this stuff. And just saying like... And then at one point, also the agency just leading everything because it had kind of got into this like superstardom uh, where it wasn't something that she ever didn't even know she wanted and yeah it's just listening to this and that it's not ours and it's also what I thought another one which is just so interesting and beautiful so the Daniels are these two guys each named Daniel who co-direct and they saw the music videos and their latest movie is everything everywhere all at once and so fascinating, two different things. Le Mon, so um, he, mom has this discussion with him as a late teen, teenager maybe heading into what's he going to do after school. And she says, you know, Daniel, I've noticed you're not very good at things you don't like. And there's obviously a lot of stuff that you don't like. <laughs> that she said to him, but what I've noticed is that you have a thing for storytelling. And that's something that you do like. And she says, even though all my friends are telling me to tell you not to go to film school, I'm telling you, go to film school. And it was just so amazing, the thing of like a mom listening to her intuition. And it's okay, like even if he'd never made, you know, these films that have come to massive acclaim, just to trust, yeah, like show up the best you can in the moment with the stuff that's in front of you, guided by the moment, and just show up to do it fully. And whether you land up getting, it's not a sign that your decision's right or wrong because it's right because you got massive international claim in your lifetime. That's not the signal. That's just like part of your character's scripting and story. You're just here to make the most of actually being a character in. So this was the final kind of wrap up on this because we are over 10 minutes is I kind of really feel like life is the grandest script movie ever written where instead of sitting and watching, we each are cast in a role where we are improvising live in the moment and our character stuff has already been written. When you get cast as a role, you can't argue and change the script of your character. That's it. But you can play that character to the best of your ability and you can get full fulfillment whether you're the villain or the hero or the pauper or the prince it doesn't matter what you are what matters is like your level you can gain the most phenomenal fulfillment from being the best pauper ever because you've bring in your heart and soul to just play that role full out so yeah i just think it's not whether whether we get a claim or not or fame or or are totally like ignored external it's got nothing just the fulfillment and satisfaction and joy is the inside job from showing up to do stuff with a full amazing appreciative humble or struck heart there's my two cents my soapboxing for the day happy adventuring precious soul until we meet again Mwah.